0: Taxpayers provide upwards of $30 billion for medical research in the U.S. each year. How much trickles down to cure patients who have disease right now? You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the special ReachMD Public Policy Healthcare Report. I'm your host, attorney and doctor, Bruce Bloom, president and chief science officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that drives cures to patients through repurposing current therapies for new uses, and my guest is Lou Weisbach, founder and CEO of Halo Industries when it was the world's largest promotional products company, current president of Stadium Capital Associates, political advocate, fundraiser, and advisor, and the person who came up with the idea for the American Center for Cures. Lou Weisbach and I are discussing what it would really take to make the American Center for Cures something that could serve the U.S. population. Lou, welcome to ReachMD.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: So what is the American Center for Cures and why is it important? The American
1: Center for Cures is a new methodology of research and provides hope for the future that we spend a lot more money and have a lot more focus towards absolute cures, as opposed to what goes on now with the $30 billion that you referred to, which is mostly spent on curiosity-based research. And what we want to do is spend that money on mission-based research research. We believe that the same number of people, percentage-wise, dying of cancer in 2007 as in 1950 is unacceptable. We believe that the American record and the global record for achieving cures is unacceptable and should be abhorrent to everybody who's listening to this show, and that we should realize what's going on and understand that there's a different path to cures in a better way. And we believe the American Center for Cures provides that which is a Manhattan Project concept towards real focus, towards cures, towards bringing the best people in the world together, not only researchers, but biologists, chemists, mathematicians, to work on each disease that our board would choose in a very unique
0: way. So you've said we a number of times. Who are the we behind American Center for Cures?
1: It was a concept that I came up with about seven years ago, and I brought in Dr. Rick Boxer, who was runner up for Surgeon General under Bill Clinton and has been an advisor to Bill Clinton, Al Gore, Hillary Clinton on health policy.
0: And so, is this a Democratic idea, a Republican idea? Is it across the board?
1: It's an American idea. We had a bill that went to Congress, to the Senate in 2005, that was a bipartisan bill. We have traveled across the country in the last seven years meeting with politicians on both sides of the aisle. Virtually everybody thinks that this should have been done a long time ago. The problem is, is that what people think behind closed doors and what they're willing to execute publicly is not always the same thing. And unfortunately, the only way that this is going to get done is if the public demands it. And we're hoping that through the outreach that we're attempting to accomplish that we can get the public to be frustrated with the fact that there's really nobody who's accountable or in charge for curing any disease, and that we all have the best intentions and run and walk for diseases and raise money, but if the money is going down the sewer in a process that can't cure diseases, and the proof of the matter is is that we haven't in anybody's lifetime who's listening to the show truly cured a major disease, Once we all come to the realization that that's occurring and that we need change and we begin to demand that change from our government, then things can change.
0: So, Lou, is there something inherently wrong with the system that what we're doing now should stop, or do we just have a missing piece that we're not doing?
1: I think we just have a missing piece. What occurs in the system right now does accomplish many positive things. Obviously, there's a lot of improvements but most of those improvements are relative to drugs as opposed to cures. And what we're saying is, is there should be a very focused effort and accountability to cure diseases. And our plan lays out in full detail exactly the way that process should work, and we believe it would be successful. You know, we've modeled our plan much like DARPA, which was a public-private partnership, which the American Center for Cures would be, which stands for the Defense Advanced Research Agency. And the Internet was developed from DARPA. And most of the cutting-edge laser-assisted weaponry, for example, was developed by DARPA. So we know that the model works. And to me, there can be nothing more important than wiping out diabetes and wiping out Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and most people believe that it's totally doable and it's a process issue and we know that we have a model that works and in our model we are not only going to set up our own separate research organization for each major disease that's chosen but we are also going to make full use and fund other research groups around the world that can answer specific questions about specific issues for us towards a cure. So. We're extraordinarily excited about the concept. We believe it'll work. And there's really no downside to what we're talking about.
0: Is there something specific in your background that made you so passionate about the American Center for Cures?
1: There really isn't. I've been asked that question often, and there isn't. I ran a company for 27 years. When I stepped down from that, I wanted to do something and, so to speak, give something back to society. It was clear to me that our record on cures was abysmal, and I just started a process and started talking to people and talking to the heads of medical schools and talking to people in the know, and I heard the same thing from everybody. And everybody knows what needs to be done and the right way to do it, but nobody thinks that it's possible to change a system that's in place not only in America but globally, a way that the business of seeking cures is done. But I think we should all understand when you have a system that hasn't worked for tens of years, there does need to be change. And that's all we're saying is, is let's be open-minded. This issue is important enough to every family in America and every family in the world. There is nobody listening to this show right now that isn't dealing today with a disease in their immediate family or a very close friend. Nobody. Half of the people in this country today know that they have a disease today. So this should be important to everybody, and it's going to take everybody to change the way the business of research is done. I implore people to take this seriously before the next negative prognosis that you get in your family is one that's too late to do something about.
0: If you've just tuned in, you're listening to this special Reach MD Public Policy Healthcare Report. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Bloom, and I'm speaking with businessman and political advisor Lou Weisbach about the American Center for Cures. So tell me a little bit more about the we behind this. Besides you and Dr. Boxer, whose support do you have and how widespread is it?
1: We have vast support, uh, both politically, because Rick and I have been traveling the country for the last seven years in in enlisting support. So there's tremendous support in both parties behind this. The bill that we had introduced in 2005 was a bipartisan bill. It's going to be reintroduced in the Senate in the next several months in a bipartisan fashion. There's Nobel award winners that are supporting this. There's heads of medical schools across the country that are supporting this. There's people in disease groups across the country that want to support this, but they want to support this as long as they don't feel threatened that research money is going to leave them if they support this. And and that's an interesting complexity to this issue. There are so many interest groups that potentially can stand in the way of this because they don't want to see things change because they like the way the business of medicine is operating today. And so that's why it's so important for the public to get involved and make people understand, politicians in particular, that it's time for change, that the American Center for Cures and a new pathway towards cures has been a long time coming, and the time to change is now. And the best way to do that is to let your political leaders in every community know that unless they actively support this initiative or initiatives of this type, that they're not going to get their support. A message has to be sent by the public that they want something done about it. You know, the original bill only asked for $5 billion a year. It would be ramped up dramatically after that we would need truthfully at some point in time 30 35 billion dollars a year we're talking about spending trillions of dollars on the war trillions of dollars so for people in government to say at any point in time that we can't find eventually 25 or 30 billion dollars a year to cure the major diseases of our time really should be totally unacceptable to the public if they can dig up you know, a trillion dollars, two trillion dollars over time for a war, which is questioned in many corners, obviously. There's no question that the biggest war that we're fighting in America is diseases, and it's a war that's being fought and lived through and suffered through in every household in this country. That is a war. And by the way, diseases, you certainly could say, are weapons of mass destruction because they are destroying masses in America. We know where the weapons of mass destruction are we should be able to find the money to fight them in the American homes today.
0: What other forces are against this idea? Would the pharmaceutical industry be supportive against it or neutral?
1: The pharmaceutical industry hasn't really weighed in in a public way on this. And I'm the first one to say that the pharmaceutical industry does a great job at what they do. But what they don't do is cure diseases and yet there's a lot of ads that we all hear all the time about how much money they spend to cure diseases. It's clear to us that that's not their mandate, and that's not their business, and it shouldn't be. We shouldn't blame them for not curing diseases. It's not what they do. It's not how they make money. If there was no Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or diabetes, it would be very impactful financially to the pharmaceutical companies, but they'd find other things to make money on. But we can't rely on them to cure diseases. And by the same token, we can't rely on the National Institute of Health to cure diseases. They haven't cured diseases, and they're not going to because it's not their mandate. It's not how they go about their business. And, again, it's not a knock on the NIH. It's just not what they do. Most of the money they spend is on curiosity-based research instead of mission-based research. So it's not their focus And you're not going to cure diseases unless you have an awful lot of money and an awful lot of focus on individual diseases, and you bring the best people in the world together to work on them. And so it's a process issue. One of the last shows I did on this, I explained this very thing, and I got calls from around America from the leading researchers, from the leading scientists, from Nobel Prize winners saying, we all know what you're saying is right. We just don't know how to change things. So there's no question of how to get it done. The question is, who is going to stand up and make this happen? And frankly, it's going to have to be the American public.
0: In 2007, the U.S. government and industry spent over $60 billion on medical research, and only 23 new drugs were approved by the FDA, and none of them had a huge impact on any patient population. Is there something we can do to rework government priorities and reward systems to get better treatments and cures to patients faster and more economically? I want to thank our guest, businessman and political advisor, Lou Weisbach, for helping us take a look at these provocative questions and the American Center for Cures. I'm attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, president and chief science officer of Partnership for Cures. You've been listening to this special ReachMD public policy health care report on ReachMDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com where you can find our new on-demand and podcast features, which will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening.